Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf. Well, you might recall that a few weeks ago, we had a very probing show about the practice of high school coaches being hired on a year-to-year basis. Uh, that's that's standard operating procedure. I mean, after all, there is no tenure for high school coaches. And as, pa- as part of that conversation, we talked about when athletic directors and school boards decide to make changes with their coaches. That is, a coach is fired or let go, terminated, uh, and that by law, the school board and the athletic director, they don't have to reveal their rationale or the reasoning for making that move. Uh, that is, they, they simply say it's a personnel matter and that they're not allowed to go beyond that. Now, we talked about how disruptive it is to fire uh, and to not renew a coach, that maybe there should be some sort of meeting or uh, with the parents or the community or correspondence when the athletes as to what happened and why. But for the most part, that just doesn't happen. So when a coach is let go, especially a head varsity coach, the ripple effect can be very, very strong within the community. After all, the players and the team search for answers. The parents of those kids want to know why. And even the parents of kids who are younger, perhaps at the JV or freshman level, want to know what kind of impact this will have on their own kids. And, of course, everybody wants to know who the new coach will be and how things are going to change. Now, of course, if a coach has been with a high school program for a few years and the team is not doing very well, it's not very successful in terms of its one-loss record, then often the coach will see for him or herself that perhaps the time has come to step down on their own. That happens, of course, all the time. But at the other end of the spectrum, there's an increasing rise in varsity coaches who, although being successful, have stepped down uh, because what they view as too much parental interference, too much meddling by pushy moms and dads. And again, we all know this is part of the American high school sports landscape these days. But what happens when a relatively new athletic director arrives in a top-level public school, a school with really good varsity teams, and suddenly a bunch of coaches are let go. <laughs> well, that's, that, my friends, is a bit unusual to be sure. But that's what's been happening at prestigious Scarsdale High School in Westchester County. And because no one from the school's administration will go on the record as to why all these coaches are being fired, parents and their athletes just don't know what to make of what's going on. In fact, in just the last two years... They have terminated five head coaches, another one stepped down uh, under pressure, and the vast majority of these coaches have enjoyed pretty good success with their programs. Now, just to be straightforward and totally objective here, there may very well be very strong and substantial reasons as to why these coaches were let go. But of course, under current state laws, we will never know. And I want to add that I, I know Ray Papillardi. He's the athletic director at Scarsdale High School. He's regarded as a top-level AD and administrator. But here's the point. Suppose your kid is on the varsity team, or you, you have a youngster coming up in the program, and suddenly a bunch of longtime varsity head coaches are not renewed. And as a parent or as, a, as an athlete, you're not given a reason why. How would you react to the situation? Well, 
I've asked Todd Sliss to come on the show this morning because Todd knows better than anyone what goes on in the Scarsdale School District. Todd's been an award-winning sports editor and reporter for the Scarsdale Inquirer weekly newspaper covering Scarsdale at Edgemont High Schools in Westchester County for nearly 20 years. Todd, good morning. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Todd. Uh, you know, let's, let's get into this. Let's first detail, give our listeners a bit of the landscape here. How, how many head varsity coaches have been let go in the last couple of years at Scarsdale High School? Well, as you said, it was it was five coaches were have been let go. Yep. One of them resigned before he the uh, before Ray could get to letting him go because he kind of saw the writing on the wall in their meeting. Um, you know, the most perhaps the most interesting case is the head basketball coach for the boys, Billy Murphy, who was let go a couple of weeks ago in season with three games left plus the playoffs. And all right, so that's boys basketball. And we'll go. We'll come back to uh, Coach Murphy's situation in a second. But uh, other sports we're talking about here. We're talking about uh, ice hockey, field hockey, with baseball, softball, girls lacrosse, boys lacrosse. All these programs were fairly successful, uh, or have had good years in recent in recent times. And yet the coaches were not brought back. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So what happened was about a year and a half ago. Um, it was first the softball coach who had been there since the late 90s and coaches two other sports, not as a, a head coach. Yep. Um, then it became the baseball coach. Then it was the lacrosse coach and the ice hockey coach. Mm-hmm. All within from June to August of 2016. This was in Ray's first year at Scarsdale. He came over from Edgemont High School. He had been there for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray came to Scarsdale in a newly created position of athletic director and director for the District of Health and Physical Education. They kind of put this under the wellness umbrella. It's a very big job. Probably not many people would have been qualified for it. Um, but he ended up, you know, being the, the strongest candidate and got the job. So that was a big shock to a lot of people. Um, First, with the softball coach, there was a huge, huge outpouring of support for him. Um, but at the same time, there were he had his detractors who, during this process, you know, after he was fired, they were quite happy, but they stayed silent because they got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But the the support of the letters and the from from kids in the youth program up to the varsity former players were very upset about this. Uh, look, when a coach is let go and they've had success and the coach is popular, uh, it is extremely disruptive. Uh, and as you mentioned, that's the softball coach. But this has been multiplied by a number of coaches being let go in a relatively short period of time. And look, and I've said this many, many times on the show, uh, perhaps the most difficult, the most challenging job in America is these days is being a high school athletic director because of the consistent uh, onslaught from parents who always want to grab the AD uh, for a few minutes to talk about either their, their kid, their son, or their daughter, perhaps their lack of playing time, perhaps they feel the coach is not doing a good job, or whatever the reason may be, we know that these days parents rarely even bother talking to coaches. They go right to the AD saying, we got to make some changes here. 
So, you know, Ray Papillardi is uh, obviously right there uh, in, in a big-time athletic uh, department where, where they have a lot of coaches in Scarsdale High School. It's a good-sized school district, and we know it's a terrific uh, high school academically, and obviously they had some success uh, with, their, with their sports programs, but it is terribly disruptive. And as we said, uh, uh, this is a situation where they're not allowed to talk uh, in public about why these changes were made. And by the way, friends, I'm going to open up the phone lines here because this is something, this may be Scarsdale, but this, could be, this happens everywhere uh, in, within the listening confines of WFAN. It happens everywhere with public schools, and, and parents always want to know what's going on. Uh, our toll-free line, of course, is one 337 6666 That is brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at, Mo- at Mohegan Sun. Plan your stay at MohiganSun.com. My guest is Todd Sliss from the Scarsdale Inquirer. Todd, uh, you know, as I said, this is this is curious. What what, what is the reaction in Scarsdale? I mean, all of a sudden, the parents the, 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 they want to know what's going on. I'm sure they're they're nervous. I'm sure the other coaches who still have jobs there are nervous. What's the, the ripple effect of all this? Oh yeah, definitely. People are are walking on eggshells as far as the current coaches. You know, parents and coaches, and Ray has admitted, you know, not admitted, but Ray has also said that he does worry about people wanting to come to Scarsdale to coach um, due to this, the possible fear of, of, you know, not lasting long or not being treated well. So, that, you know, it's a big ripple effect. The um, couple of weeks ago, two hours after Billy Murphy was fired, they let go of the girls lacrosse coach a month before preseason. I, and, and again, the first thing anybody would say was, well, why? And of course, well, we can't talk about it. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, the parents are, are worried. There's no transparency. They want to know, well, was my kid in a dangerous situation? Should I be worried about this? You know, is this happening because of a few disgruntled people um, with vendettas? Or everybody's saying, oh, oh, it's all about playing time. So people come up with reasons to get rid of the coach. And, you know, there's a lot yeah, of different factions in the, in the community, and, and they're all kind of upset and, and kind of butting heads. Well, let's talk about for a second, because uh, we mentioned Bill Murphy, the, the head basketball coach, the boys, uh, boys team. I mean, last year, the boys basketball team at Scarsdale High School, they won the sectional championship, correct? Uh, they went to the finals against Mount Vernon and okay. lost in overtime. All right, so we, you know, obviously everybody knows about the legendary basketball program at Mount Vernon and how many great uh, college and professional players Mount Vernon program has produced, but Scarsdale took them to OT last year. Obviously, it was a really good year for Scarsdale, and they were having a good year this year as well, right? Absolutely. They, were, um, they played Mount Vernon to a four-point loss earlier in the season, um, and they they were doing very well. Their the games they were losing were very close games, and you know they all they needed to do was put it together in the last week or two of the season, in order to make a run in the playoffs. And actually, you know, following the the firing, they've done that amazingly. You know, these I give a lot of credit to these kids for stepping up. You know, a few days after their their coaches let go, they beat they come back to beat White Plains. They come back to beat Mount Vernon, and they come back to beat Tappan Zee to head strong into the playoffs. And they won their first playoff game yesterday, and they're going to face Mount Vernon on Friday. So the point is that they've had great, great, not just good success, but great success in the last few years at Scarsdale with the boys' basketball program. So if all of a sudden the coaches let go, 
And I know there's a lot of rumor and a lot of scuttlebutt about, well, maybe Murphy was doing something he should have been doing and so on and so forth. But again, with no transparency, it's, it's difficult to get a sense of what's going on if it's, in fact, parents complaining about uh, kids' playing time, which is hard to do when the team is so successful because if we're going to evaluate varsity programs on one-loss records, as most programs are judged, they're doing pretty well. So it's hard to say well, he's got the wrong kids playing because the team's winning. Right. Right, and I, and I know, you know, I've known Ray a long time, and, and his philosophy is you'll win if you do things the right way, and if he doesn't believe a coach is doing things the right way by the kids and he doesn't trust them, mm-hmm. he will not keep them. Yeah, no, that's... That and goes... it's interesting, though, because, you know, this wasn't happening at Edgemont, and he was there for, for quite some time. Yes, a few coaches were let go, but nothing like this. Yeah, well, I think you just hit upon an angle which I think sometimes gets lost in the shuffle, and that is that the athletic director uh, is obviously having to make decisions like, well, we want our programs to succeed, we want our teams to win, but we want them to win and succeed uh, on the right terms. Now, that, that gets into a whole sort of Pandora's box of, of exactly what the, what the criteria is, uh, you know, but, but the fact of the matter is that the, the AD wants to make sure they win and win the right way. And, and that, that may be the whole secret in all this. It's just too bad that, um, that the program and the school board there and the administrators won't talk about this in more detail. Absolutely. All right, Todd, stay with me. We're talking with Todd Sliss uh, from the Scarsdale Inquirer. And we're talking about this this case study here of Scarsdale High School. In the last couple of years, they've let go six, five or six uh, successful varsity coaches. And, of course, under uh, the rules, they're not allowed to talk as to why this has happened. And uh, I'm just – because, again, this is sort of a microcosm of what happens all over the place. And parents, you know, understandably are upset and and they want to have answers. And they're not going to get any answers. It's, it's as simple as that. Okay, one 337 66, when uh, we return from Dave Uram's update, we'll we'll keep talking about this topic with Todd. Stay with me. Back here on the Sports Edge, uh, we're talking about the curious case of Scarsdale High School where a number of uh, head coaches have been let go in the last couple of years. And, yeah, we know that in any program, uh, coaches come and go routinely as just part of the standard turnover. But in this particular case, Scarsdale's had some pretty good success with his programs and suddenly their coaches are being sort of asked, well, we're not going to renew your contract, or they've been fired in midseason. And, of course, no reasons are given uh, that standard protocol when it comes to, uh, to personnel issues in, in schools. Anyway, we're talking with Todd Sliss of the Scarsdale Inquirer about this, and we're taking your calls here at one 337 because obviously something has to change here. There has to be some sort of transparency as to what's going on when a coach is not brought back, particularly if the coach has been successful and is fairly popular. Uh, Todd, we're, we're being joined right now by our good friend Steve Callis. Uh, Steve, of course, is a longtime uh, contributor here on The Fan. Steve, how are you? I'm good, Rick. Good to talk to both of you. Now, Morning, Steve. Uh, Morning. Uh, Steve, what do you, I'm curious because you're familiar somewhat with the situation. What's your take on what's going on here? Yeah, I just think it's very bizarre. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, some people might say, oh, this is only a few coaches out of 100 or whatever coaches there are. But, you know, these were 
you know, as you guys both know, my son played baseball at Edgemont. Doc Scholl has been there forever at Scarsdale. You know, I watched a few of their games. I can tell you they were well coached from a baseball perspective. I can't tell you what happened behind the scenes. And there's also things that are, you know, unintended consequences. The the field hockey coach, Coach Rosenthal, again, I don't know her personally, but as you both know, my daughter played um field hockey at Edgemont, and, you know, Scarsdale has and had a stellar program, and she essentially resigned, apparently, because her top assistant was the lacrosse coach who just got fired, you know, a month before the season. So the timing of these things kind of makes you shake your head, you know, the the basketball coach mid-season, and yet nobody knows what really happened, uh, the lacrosse coach a month before practice starts or whatever. One would think if these things are going to happen, they would happen at the end of the season, so right. yes. you could get in coaches for next year. Yeah, that, that's that's the concern as well, which we touched upon before, Todd, and that is that, you know, what kind of, what kind of vibe do uh, not only do the, the current uh, remaining coaches at Scarsdale think about all this, uh, but also how do you attract new coaches into a program where you can be pretty much called into the uh, the athletic office on any given day and be told you're gone? You know, it, it's 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 got to be a little bit intimidating. Todd, you there? Yes. Yeah. So, what what do you, what do you sense? Uh, what's going on with the coaches at Scarsdale and and uh, the other coaches and other programs who might want to jump over to Scarsdale? It's got to be a little bit frightening to see how these his coaches are basically being are being told any given day, well, we're not going to use you anymore. It, it, that's that's got to be something uh, a little bit precarious for most people. Well, yeah. There's definitely a certain amount of fear there. Um, you know, they're they're afraid that um, you know they're going to get get fired with with no reason given um, after what they feel is putting in hard work for the kids for however many years. I mean, some of these coaches have been, had been around for over 20 years, most of them, mm-hmm. for the most part. And, you know, something that's very been very interesting is in the past at Scarsdale, you know, coaches would resign at the end of a season, and you didn't exactly know why, they would say, oh, I had some health issues or family or this or that. You really weren't sure, but everything was done under the table. Now the trend is the coaches are speaking out, and that started with the, the softball coach a year and a half ago. They're, they're talking to the media. They feel they've been wronged. They, they don't understand what's going on. Um, and that's been the case with all these coaches that have been let go. They The the First group of four, they were given some reasons that they shared with me, and you know I shared with my readers that seemed a little weak on the surface overall, and they didn't. Well, and they were worried about their reputations being damaged. Of course. And then you know with with Coach Murphy, they presented him with some information, tried to get him to resign, and when he wouldn't do that, they fired him. With the lacrosse coach, she had been meeting with Ray all month of January to get ready for the season. And then all of a sudden he got some information or somebody in the administration got information and they let her go. They didn't even give her a reason. So in other words, uh, and I, let me just also add this. I spoke with Ray Papillardi, the, uh, the athletic director at Scarsdale. Uh, I spoke to him briefly this past week. And as we all know, he's been an AD for a number of years, not only at Scarsdale, but also uh, at Edgemont High School, which is the high school right across uh, the way from from Scarsdale, uh, and and Ray assured me that the reasons why these changes, these coaching changes, were made, were all based uh, on real and substantial reasons. Uh, it's just that under state law, 
you know, he's not allowed to, to provide those reasons. And, and um, he also understands uh, this is very frustrating for the parents and their kids. Uh, but, you know, he's, it only, he's only been there for three years at Scarsdale High School. You know, Todd, Steve, it's almost like you get the sense that Ray was brought in by Scarsdale, and maybe somebody in the administration said, Ray, we want you to make some a lot of changes here with the coaching staff because a lot of these coaches have been here for a long time, and we want to get a fresh start. Is that, is, that a fair, is that a fair statement to make? It's very possible that that is what happened. You know, Ray will say that it, you know, he says that that's not the case. Um, you know, he studied, he says he studied those coaches for that first year and couldn't go forward with them. Um, you know, I don't think we'll ever truly know because yep. no one's going to say something like that. And, yep. you know, he's, he's up for tenure this year and a group of parents are, are organizing to, um, to try and get him out, which I don't know how fair that is because he has in all this had the support and he's worked with the principal, the assistant superintendent, and the superintendent on all this stuff. He's not just there doing this on his own. Yeah, I, Steve, from your perspective as an attorney, what, what do you make of all this? I mean, are, are there, I mean, what, what rights, if any, do, this, do, the, uh, do the parents uh, have, any, do they have any say in this? Do they have any legal standing to, to, to ask for more reasons why? Well, I mean, they can certainly ask, but unfortunately, whether we like it or not, the way the personnel excuse, for lack of a better word, <laughs> is um, they don't have to tell you anything. They don't have to tell the parents anything. And if they tell the parents something off the record, the parents, uh, for fear of retribution, if they go public, aren't going to say anything. So it's kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy of we can't tell you, but trust us. Uh, believe me, there are reasons, just what you said, Ray said to you, Rick. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a, a leap of faith, if you will. And the way it is nowadays, again, Rick, when you and I went to high school, the coach was king. It was my way or the highway for the most part. Mm -hmm. And it was rare um, to ever have a parent deal with a coach. That has all changed, as you know, and it's been changed. You know, Todd can speak to the length, but it's probably changed for the last 20 or 25 years now. This is almost old news. So from a legal perspective, I don't know that there's much that the students can do. It'd be interesting to see if any of the coaches would want to take them on. But again, the coach wants the coaches want to keep coaching. What strikes me about this particular case is, according to Todd's reporting, these coaches weren't there for one year, two, two years, or three years. I mean, these were coaches who were there for literally decades. And to have someone come in, look at them for a year and say, yeah, you've been here since the 90s, but um, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow, not only for the coaches, but I'm sure for a lot of the players and their parents. The other problem is, seems to me, there has to be a chilling effect, not only, as you discussed, on the other coaches in the school, they're all looking over their shoulder, but for any coach who's going to think about coming to Scarsdale, you're a real good coach. Are you going to show up at Scarsdale next year to coach fill-in-the-blank, you know, the yeah, field I... hockey team, the lacrosse team? Uh, I think there's a bigger problem, and also, of course, the unintended consequences consequences I spoke about with the field hockey coach who resigned because their top assistant was fired as the lacrosse coach. These are all intermingling problems that are problematic. One final thing, Rick. Yeah. It's interesting to me that um, for teachers, 
they and, and athletic directors, as you just said, raise up for tenure. That's only a three-year process. When you know, I lived in Edgemont for ten years. My kids both went to the you know elementary, middle, and high schools there. It was interesting to me that you could only teach three years and then get tenure for life, essentially, or be the AD for three years and get tenure for life, essentially. Yet every year, the coaches are looking over their shoulder: Is this the year? Am I going to come back for another year? So, on the one hand, you understand the flexibility of the year-to-year coaching, but forget tenure. There's there's no hope for them other than oh please take me back next year and obviously that changed a lot in scarsdale 18 months ago or two years ago steve uh you make some good points here and uh, yeah i do think there's going to be a real chilling effect uh this is sort of part of the fallout that you're going to see oh the, if this continues with scarsdale and you see more and more coaches being uh dropped or not renewed you know it's going to be hard for for that school district to attract top coaches because they're going to think, holy smokes, I mean, why do I want to go there and, and risk my reputation if somehow they decide uh, after the first year or, or halfway through the first year that we're going to make a coaching change? Uh, that's, Absolutely. That's tough. Hey, Steve, as always, my thanks for your, your, your thoughts and comments. Always right on target. Always a pleasure, Rick. Thanks, Steve. That, of course, is our friend uh, Steve Callis. Uh, who obviously uh, you know lived for many years in the Edgemont area and obviously is familiar with, with the Scarsdale uh, High School situation right next door. Todd, I, I have to come back to this on this. You know, this is, this is, I mean, you always get the sense, as I said before, that, that maybe, and again, maybe this is because of the nature of uh, the beast when it comes to parents today and, and complaining to school boards or, or uh, administration that they want to bring in somebody who can really basically get rid of a long entrenched coaches uh, at a program, and maybe that's what Ray was brought in to do. And Ray evaluated these people and and decided that's uh, okay. I make these changes, but it's it, it's 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 very very disruptive. Yes, you know it's you know the other teams who are playing this season have also been impacted in a way. I know you know the Scarsdale girls coach Mike Blanco. Was was very disturbed. Uh, you know, he was disturbed a year and a half ago with some of the firings. He's been disturbed now. He's worked with some of these people, and he just wants everybody to sit down in a room. The parents, the coaches, the administration, because nobody's on the same page right now. Of course, as he described it, you know, somebody's out in left field, the parents are in right field, and the coaches really aren't even in the game at this point. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, to have that kind of coming together. Would be probably beneficial, although I can I can sense right away if it, if Ray Papillardi is running the meeting, uh, you know the first thing they're going to say, well, give us some reasons why. why why were these changes made, and Ray's going to say, I can't tell you. You, have to, you have basically have to trust the administration or the school board for making these changes. Okay, let's let's uh, let's uh, continue with our phone calls. Let's go to um, let's go to our friend Ed over in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Hi, Ed. Rick, how you doing? This is a great topic to talk about, and it's ironic. If you go on NJ.com, uh, Matt Stanmeyer did an article on this this week, so if you get a chance to look at it, it was very good about how some legendary coaches have gotten fired over certain reasons. As a matter of fact, I was at a college baseball game on Friday, and a friend of mine who was an attorney represented a few of these coaches, and, and he's a coach himself. He coaches an outstanding American Legion program in the Northeast in New Jersey, was telling me that a lot of these Board of Education's and administrators are starting to panic now because of, of, of the, the firings of certain coaches and all that stuff. Yeah. And one of the big issues was, the, I don't know if you remember, in the fall, a legendary coach at Verona got fired. Correct. Cause, and they had, a, they had a list of all these things about it and all that stuff, and they, they went public with it because his son 
was not the starting quarterback because a transfer came in from Bergen County who lives in Verona, sat out his 30 days, and evidently this kid is talented, went into the starting lineup and all that stuff. So this whole process is getting crazy. And you know what? I've talked to people that, that said, I don't want to go back to coaching high school. It's crazy. Uh, Ed, it's as I said, this is, I mentioned early on in the show, this is uh, what's happening in Scarsdale. It's just a, a microcosm. It's happening everywhere. And obviously, I do recall the case in Verona uh, from last year, and it happens everywhere. I mean, now coaches are thinking, oh, do I really want to put myself uh, on the firing line here? Because I'm at the mercy of, of uh, school boards, athletic directors, parents who, are, who know how to reach these people. It's getting nuts, and it's not getting easier, that's for sure. So, well, you know what baseball coaches are doing now that that are not what they're doing is they're um they're 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 going to they're, they're starting to own travel baseball because now guess what it's their guidelines that the parents want to yeah, well, follow or not. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what's taking place. Ed, thanks and again for the call. Let me one last on. thing I want to mention. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. Go ahead. No, go, no, Ed. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. All right. Well, and what's what's ironic is when I was talking, my my attorney friend. Some of these coaches that he's representing are back coaching in other school districts or, or or in a private school system. So evidently, it must not be the, the way these these coaches handle themselves. There must have been other issues to, to create firing these people. Well, I think your other point uh, you just mentioned, Ed, is about the fact that the high school coaches are saying, well, you know what, I'm not, I don't want to deal with all this the bureaucratic protocol and be at the mercy of other administrators, I will go and work with a travel program where I can call the shots. I make the decisions and there's no, uh, the, uh, no, no complications. And I think that's, we're going to see more of that uh, in the years to come as this, as this problem doesn't seem to have a solution. Absolutely. Rick, as always, you have, you do a great job with on the show. And this was a great topic to talk about today. Hey, thank you. Ed. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. We're, we're, we're talking this morning about what's happening at Scarsdale High School and a bunch of coaches being fired. And, of course, no reason is being given. And it's, it's complicated. As we've heard, this is a complicated issue, and it's everywhere. And my guest is Todd Sliss of the Scarsdale Inquirer. Todd, stay with me. I'm going to take a break. Uh, when we return, we'll go right back to the calls, discuss more thoughts and comments on how to perhaps find a solution for this issue. one 337 6666 Hey, don't forget that uh, 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be here. And, of course, Ed will be talking baseball. Uh, make sure you stick around and listen and, and uh, be sure to call in to talk to Ed as well. Again, it's at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, very quickly, before I get back to Todd's list and your calls, you know, with the Winter Olympics going on, when I watch these young athletes uh, in these individual Olympic sports like uh, figure skating or, or downhill skiing, Look, you know, I know they spend countless hours on mastering their runs, their techniques, their routines, and so on, which is why I always feel so badly for them if they fall. I mean, to me, there's no better illustration of how sports psychology plays such a vital role in these performances. That is, so many of the commentators talk about these young athletes feeling the pressure, the pressure of competing on a, a large stage. But to me, and I outline this very precisely in uh, my new book, The Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed, this is when a young athlete has to learn how to embrace pressure, not, not try to, to suppress it or, or run away from it. I mean, a young athlete needs and can be trained mentally to look forward to the pressurized moments. Why? Because it's during these key times when you want your mind and your body to really sort of run parallel and to perform at their peak. 
I mean, you really want to have your body go on remote control so your brain and your nerves do not get in the way. I mean, that's really the key. So, again, all this crucial information is in my new book, and I urge you, if you're a parent and you have a youngster who's, who's playing sports, you know, check it out. Uh, you can go to any place to get it online or in bookstores, Secrets of Sports Psychology Reveal. I guarantee you, you'll find it extremely helpful. Okay, we're talking... Right now with Todd Sluss about Scarsdale High School and coaches being let go. And Todd, as I promised, right back to our calls. Let's go over to, uh, to Long Beach. Louie has been staying by patiently. Louie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good, Louie. How are you? All right. Uh, my viewpoint is this. Since there's no protection for these coaches, maybe there needs to be a coaches union created so they can get due process in the event of a problem. Well, that's an interesting idea. Um, I haven't heard that before. Is is uh, Louis? Have you heard of, of of situations like that where where coaches have band together to form a kind of a union? Well, I've been a coach for thirty years, and it's been my opinion that that should be created. The teachers have a, yes, a union. Sure. Why shouldn't the coaches? Coaches are, are really teachers, but they're not protected in any way whatsoever. Now, you say you've coached for a long time. Do you know why there hasn't been a, kind of a movement like that? Or maybe it's because, Louis, because the, um, the situation is such that most uh, in years past, coaches have not been let go. They, they do have a long, a lot of them just you know, get renewed year after year after year. But things, times have changed. Yeah. Rick, what I think is in the past, Many teachers were coaches. There was no need for a, a union. But right. now there's a lot more outside coaches, so now there is a need for a union. Things have changed. That's an interesting idea, Louis. Uh, let me give that some more thought, but thank you for, uh, for chiming in this morning. I appreciate the <laughs> Great call. Great speaking to you, Rick. I yeah. look forward to talking to you again. Great. Thanks, Louis. Appreciate the call. Uh, Todd, that's an interesting concept, and uh, that might be worth considering uh, I'm not sure, uh, you know, there'll be a situation where you have the same kind of power for a, a coaches' union as they have for teachers' unions, but it's something to be considered, don't you think? Yes. It, you know, what's very interesting, the caller just brought up a point. These coaches feel like they had no due process. Yes. So that's, a, that's a huge thing that they would like to see. They feel they weren't given a chance. Um, Billy Murphy, the basketball coach, actually held a town hall meeting um, four days after they were asking him to resign, and on the night that he was actually fired, to he's saying, "I have nothing to hide. I want, I want this out there. Let's be transparent. Give me a process." He actually, um, the next day, the administration met with the parents and the players before their senior night game and gave them a little bit more vague information, which satisfied some parents, didn't satisfy others. And then the coach had another meeting with the administration on that Thursday to kind of say these sort of things like, you didn't give me a chance, look at my reputation, this is no good for me, this is no good for you, there has to be a better way. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody would agree, whether you're uh, you know, on the, the parents uh, or the kids, the athletes, or on the administration and the AD side, there has to be some sort of you know, better due process, some easier or better uh, transparency when it comes to explaining why these, these changes were made. And maybe the, the biggest issue is the fact that sometimes these changes are made like with Murphy in the middle of the season. And that's, that's, that's sort of curious, simple as that. Let's, let's move on. Let's go up to uh, Garrison and Jerry is standing by. Jerry, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Mr. Wolf and uh, Todd. I've been a longtime listener and reader of both of you, and you guys do an amazing job. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, um, just calling, uh, I hate to say, in defense of my kids, uh, Jeanette Zangetti is the head basketball coach and assistant coach of field hockey. 
And Gail Zanetti is the head coach of JV Field Hockey and JV Lacrosse. And they're also very involved with um, the FIA youth programs there in Scarsdale. Jerry, and they were very well-respected. Jerry, hold on for a second. Uh, you're by, saying you're, you're, you're the father of those two coaches? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure we, we got, we're all, I understood exactly. So you're the, you're the dad watching all over your daughters and their coaching tenures. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, they, they played high school ball in Westchester for years, and they all went on to play. All three of my daughters played college ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I am very uh, used to coaching. We played for Coach Sawson here in Lakeland, one of the great legendary coaches in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really knew how to coach. Uh, I spoke to her twice in my daughter's career when she started in fifth grade, and, my, and Coach Sawson told her to put a stick in her hand. And then when she graduated, you didn't talk to the coach. Parents didn't get involved. She just did her job. Right. Right. And that, that was the way coaching goes. Uh, my daughters were blindsided down there in Scarsdale uh, by Mr. Paparlotti. And uh, I know everybody thinks that they, you know, there may be some reason somewhere, but uh, those kids put their heart and soul into the program. And they made a lot of good friends, and they met a lot of great families down there. And, and was were, the, were your daughters just basically told, we're just going in a different direction, and uh, thank you for your service? Or was it actually more, more explanation? No, there, there, was, there was no thank you for your service. And uh, I don't think they have a direction. Jerry, uh, my daughters, by the time they got home, had nine offers on the table to coach. Nine offers from other high schools? Correct. So what, what Jerry? Nine, nine offers from area high schools. So what do you think happened? What, what, I mean, look, you're obviously emotionally involved in this, but, I mean, to, <laughs> that's amazing to have so many other schools immediately say, oh, I'll, you know, if you're available, come coach with our kids. But what, what that, your, that, that, that's exactly the way it happened. So what, what do so, your daughters so think? What do your daughters think? What, what do you think? What happened? Uh, well, what happened is what always happens, uh, Coach. Uh, you, when you coach, you're always exposed to parents. Yes. And parents don't think their kids are getting enough playing time. Ah. And, uh, you know, that, that's what eventually happens. Yeah. And that happens everywhere. It's, not, it's, no, it's no mystery. It's, it's not a mystery at all. And you feel, or, or your daughters must feel, that perhaps these parents who felt their kids weren't getting enough quality playing time must have either, uh, you know, went to the administration and complained. Is that correct? Oh, correct. Correct. I mean, my daughter teaches youth and the junior class that's coming up is the most talented group there. Yeah. So the seniors, the seniors knew that their playing time was limited. Hmm. Uh, you know, this is this is difficult. We because you know, I, I I think we all would agree that we've now come to a point uh, with youth athletics that uh, because kids growing up at early ages are always told that they should get everybody should get equal playing time, ample playing time. And that's the way it should be for sure. But there's sort of understood along the way as you climb that ladder, uh, uh, the pyramid of athletic abilities. By the time you get to be in high school at the varsity level, at that the varsity level, it's pretty well accepted or has been for for decades that the best players play. And 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 it's not about well, you know, not, that's not fair to a kid who's a senior. Yeah, but you know, the fact of the matter, you may be a senior, but if the kid's a sophomore or is better than you are. The sophomore gets to play because he or she is better than you are. And that doesn't always well, sit well with a lot of parents. We know that. But that's how it sort of has evolved over the years. But see, that, that's, that, that involves the parents. See, when we grew up here in Lakeland, with our parents we were involved with, you knew who the good, who the good children were. 
you, you, you knew that who was going out for the team. And if you felt your kid wasn't up to snuff, you, you didn't even go out. Yeah, yeah. Now, now these parents feel, uh, you know, every kid's a superstar. Yeah. Hey, Jerry. And, and they pay. I, I got to tell you, this is. Uh, I'm so glad you called in this morning because obviously you're presenting, uh, you know, the, percept- the, the, the perspective of somebody who's been in the sports a long time. You obviously have not one but two daughters who were involved. Three, in the, three daughters. Three, three daughters, daughters. Excuse me. At, you know, the Scarsdale program. It, it's 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 extraordinary to get your thoughts about this, Todd. I'm curious. Well, what what is your take on this from from Jerry? As far as. In terms of, of what, what, what Jerry is saying, that it's probably a situation here where even though his daughters were great coaches that, and had, had been offers you know, from other, other school districts, that it's, it, it looks like this is a, the, the work of, of uh, parents who want to basically say, well, this has not been a good experience for my son or my daughter, therefore I want to basically you know, uh, get the coach fired or, or make a change. Well, I think in any situation like this, there it, it comes from a, a parent complaint, and the administration has to decide how valid the complaint is and how big of a um, you know a problem it is. And I guess you know Ray decided with with all these coaches that yes, there was a big enough problem. You know, I can find people a lot a lot of times off the record who will tell me that. Any of these coaches are either the greatest coach or the worst coach. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's always going to be differing opinions on this, which is problematic. Well, look, uh, from time immemorial, there's always been uh, coaches. Uh, some coaches are held in high esteem and some are held low esteem just because that's the nature of the beast. But it's, it's very difficult to build a program where you're, gonna, you're really trying to, to placate all the parents in a school district, that's that's going to be tough to do. And that's a very, very difficult balancing act if you're trying to win at the varsity level and making sure that basically all the kids on the team get all sorts of ample or equal playing time. That is unfortunately difficult to do. Uh, it's as simple as that. Jerry, thank you for the call. Let me move on to some other calls. I appreciate your thoughts, though. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, let's. Rick, uh, can I give an update, Rick? Yes, go ahead. Um, you know, in addition to Jeanette and, Z- and Gail Zongetti going to Bronxville after they'd made this decision within four days of being fired. Yep. Um, Dave Scagnelli, the softball coach and multi-sport coach, is coaching varsity at another school. He's doing youth for another sport. Um, Jim Mancuso, the ice hockey coach, is an assistant coach at North Rockland. Brendan Curran, the boys lacrosse coach is coaching various varsity sports at other schools and doing uh, travel across. These coaches are getting plenty of work. Yeah, and that, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that, Todd, because this is very, um, it's very telling, uh, you know, that these are experienced coaches who've had success, and uh, obviously other school districts, other athletic directors, other uh, administrators are saying, well, if they're available, let's bring them in here because we know we're getting a uh, a quality coach, simple as that. Uh, that speaks uh, to the same issue as before, like, okay, well, what what really is going on with Scarsdale? What's the real rationale as to why they were trying to find new and different coaches? And again, maybe the, 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 the program, the program, the bosses in Scarsdale said, well, you know, we just want to make some changes and get some, uh, some fresh blood in here. But again, because they won't talk about the reason why, and there won't be any uh, meetings about that in terms of transparency, it is very, very difficult to know what's going on. Let's uh, let's go quickly to one more call. Let's go to a Lenny in, uh, in Westchester County. Hi, Lenny, you're on the fan. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good. You, part of what's, what's also not being said is 
how it divides the community, how people take sides, how people argue. And because there is no message or, or reasons being given, it also, if it's about the kids, and that's what this is supposed to be about, yep. it sends a terrible message to the kids. You know, if, you, if, you, if your father complains loud enough, you know, the, because nothing is being said, the kids see that, and they come to their own decisions. And they come home and say to me, this is what I heard, and it just makes it worse. Uh, and I think part of the problem in a lot of community, Scarsdale in particular, is we're afraid to call, you know, call teams A and B. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a there's a lesson learned in not making a team. Well, and, no, let me stop you there because I couldn't agree with you more that uh, there is this the sense that the, the fallout is exactly as you say. It, it really tears a community apart. Parents, coaches, or parents and their kids are sort of segregated. As are, are you supporting the coach? Are you against the coach? Uh, right. This, I mean, and, and, you know, and, one other one other quick example. If my son couldn't play an instrument, you wouldn't put him on the band and put him on the stage and have him bang the drums. It wouldn't be comfortable for him. Yet it wouldn't be good for all the people that practice all the time mm-hmm. to play in the band. So why not why not create a rec team or an intramural team well, for the kids that want to play basketball, and why not create a competitive team for the kids that want to play competitive basketball? Lenny, I couldn't agree with you more. But you know, in this day and age, that's just not going to happen. The parents going to say, "Well, my kid, why should my kid be relegated to the rec team? Because if we had a really good coach, my kid would be a starter on the varsity." And that's that's the you know, unfortunately, as parents, we always look upon our kids as being. Uh, you know, a little better, a little taller, a little faster than everybody else, and that's just not the the way it is. Lenny, I'm up against the clock. Thank you for your thank call. Thank you, thank I, you. I appreciate the thoughts very, very much, and I agree with you. It does tear apart the community. And, and Todd, uh, all I can tell you is I, I I thank you so much for coming on this morning to talk about this because obviously it is it is so emblematic of what's happening with our communities today when it comes to to sports and coaches and kids and how as you said it's very very disruptive. Todd, I, I look forward to more, uh, more of your coverage on this issue because obviously there's more to come. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Todd. Again, that's uh, Todd Sliss of the Scarsdale Inquirer. He's done a great job covering what's happening at Scarsdale High School. And again, as I said, Scarsdale is just a, a small you know, microcosm of what happens everywhere whenever there's this kind of disruption with varsity coaches and they're let go uh, and no reason is given. And, and uh, whether it has to do with a question of due process or a question of transparency, I don't know. But this problem is not going to go away. As, I, as we've covered in, in previous shows, it continues to happen all over the place. Uh, it, it may be because of Scarsdale with the five or six coaches being let go in two years. Now people are beginning to sit up and take notice. But it is extraordinarily uh, disturbing in a lot of ways. Okay, that's going to do it. For me in this edition of the Sports Edge, uh, my thanks as always uh, to Brian Rascona. Uh, please stick around for Ed Randall. As I said, he is up next at 9 o'clock. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.